Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Extrospective Podcast with your host, Zach Villeneuve-Snell. In today's episode, I am joined by David Hammond, who is a masculinity coach with over 200,000 subscribers on YouTube, has founded Self-Developed, helping men with their relationships, family and purpose. I don't agree with everything David shares here. I didn't do a good enough job of challenging on many things. But I think a lot of what he shares has a good sentiment and I think we can all learn something from being exposed to what he has to say. With that being said, I think a lot of what he says is very valuable, I think it's very useful, and take everything with a pinch of salt. Anyway, enough of my waffling, welcome to the episode, David Hammond. We've come so far from the truth that the truth now sounds extreme. Men are weapons, but you're taught to believe you're not. The past month I've gone up 40,000 followers, 4-0. Masculinity and femininity, yin-yang. That's how relationships work. I've been on my path for a decade. What makes you think you're ready? You've just begun. I received thousands of DMs from some of the biggest, toughest guys you think you know, crying to me, David, she left. I don't know what to do. We've been programmed by the Matrix to just be effeminate, to be losers. We're in the easiest times, but we're all oppressed somehow. I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. What makes you think one day is going to rewire 15 years of your brain? It takes time. If I need to die and be a martyr and be single, to wake up the rest of men and help them, so be it. Well, David, thank you for coming on to the podcast. How are you doing? Good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. I couldn't be better, especially uh, especially recording this. I'm very excited for this one. I hope all the listeners are. Yes, sir. Listeners are too. I wanted to start off by just thanking you for your time. I found your videos around two years ago, I think. I, I can't remember exactly why or how I stumbled across them. But I remember watching your videos and uh, videos such as no, no contact method for when you get broken up with, developing yourself, that whole yep. space. And somehow two years later, your face pops up in my Instagram reels suggested. <laughs> oh, hang on, I've yep. seen this guy somewhere else and uh, <laughs> decided to give you a follow. And I've seen you're doing this, this whole new content drive and, and really trying to grow. And it's been, it's been working so far. And I'm really excited to, to yeah, delve so into far. that. Yes, I'm sure it will yeah. continue. But it's important to understand who you are as an individual first, kind of turning back the pages. And so I wanted to understand what you were like growing up. So where did you grow up and what would you say you were like as a child? Yeah, great question, man. So it's funny because just a little backstory to you guys. Yes, my name is David Hammond. I run a YouTube channel. It was called Self-Developed. I've been on YouTube for quite a few years now. That's where people initially found me. And, uh, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say it died off per se, but it definitely went a lot deeper with the content and people, you know, a lot of people, of course, naturally deterred away from that, which is completely fine. So I said, you know what, let me start with uh, Instagram, TikTok, the whole new generation of you kids and kind of bring the old school self-developed wisdom to these more short 30, 60 second videos. And from that, yeah, man, it's been kind of cracking again. A lot of people have, of course, resonated with it, but it's not so much the message. It's how you pervade that message. That's what I've noticed. Uh, because at the end of the day, guys, marketing still is the consumers want what the consumers want. You know, you can have the best information, but if you are not delivering in a way that's palpable to these individuals, it's going to fly right over their heads. Right. So it's kind of playing that middle ground. So I know that wasn't your question per se, but yeah, just a little context. So sorry, what was your question? What were you like, what were you like growing up? <laughs> yeah, man, dude, I was uh, I was exactly how I am now, like kind of I don't think about it too much, but just, you know, very introverted, kind of doing my own thing in my own little world. And at the time, it wasn't really self-development. It was just, I guess you could say RPG video games, right? I was thinking about this the other day, like RuneScape, Skyrim. I was a big gamer growing up. Not, you know, kind of the degenerate games where they kind of numb you, but just these 
level one, level two, level three, level four. And now kind of painting back my life, it makes so much sense. You know, once I hit around the age of 15, I would say, um, I realized, wow, I can do this in real life, right? Whether that's the gym or psychology or women or ABCD. So from 15 years old onwards, I'm now about 25. It's just been like a real life RPG <laughs> Skyrim game, right? And it's beautiful, man. It's fantastic. I truly believe this is why so many men are attracted to those games because of course you got to be careful, but they are kind of a replica, uh, a replica of what is capable in a man's life in a you know virtual reality. So no, that was, that was my childhood. Pretty <laughs> Pretty straightforward, and uh, yeah, I've lived ever since just now in real life. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's really funny you, you bring up RuneScape, because that's a game that I used to play as well, um, quite heavily. And even the way that a level system works with 1 to 99 and 92 being halfway is a real... That transfers to real life as well in terms of the grind to get there, and then suddenly it's an exponential. And like absolutely. you say, you, you can transfer it, transfer it across. I'd say... You're probably a, a masculine role model for the people that follow you, people that you coach. Who are your role models growing up? Yeah, great questions. And guys, for the people watching this, I'm sorry if I keep looking at my screen here. There's, <laughs> I keep doing that. I got to look at you. So I, I haven't used Google Meets before. Anyways, yeah, great question. I'm happy you asked that. So I've been thinking about this too, man. It's funny. Even before you ask these questions, guys, none of these are scripted. I, I've been naturally just really bro i was thinking about my childhood the other day i was thinking about my mentors today on the car ride home so yeah that's a great question um i would say two guys come to mind number one i'm, I'm sure you've heard of him if not you guys all need to go watch him his name's ellie hulse yeah ring a bell no dang guys come on <laughs> maybe it's a uk thing i'm not sure but no Elliot hulse is the godfather so just to give you a little bit of context uh, you asked about my childhood my dad died when i was 14 years old and that's when life became real like he was diagnosed with cancer at 18 so at around 10 years old i stopped talking so from an early age my childhood was not super orthodox super you know kind of sunshine and rainbows i have a single mom and i experienced you know just a little bit of a different life come around the age 10 years old so when he passed away at 14 at 15 years old i found elliot halston he was my father figure essentially and he brought me in and he spoke about just a youtuber but he spoke about masculinity and purpose and fitness and everything essentially i'm speaking of now and at 15 years old i was so i was so just malleable i was at a point where i needed that father figure every single man does and at that point i knew this is exactly what i want to do with my life there was no question about it, and I believe that is, we'll speak about this later on, but that is a man's hero's call to adventure. Every single man receives that call at around the age of 15 to 18, and I knew it from that get-go, and from that point on, I started my first, uh, yeah, from that point on, I started my self-development journey, that are, the real-life RPG game at around, yeah, 15 years old, and um, and here we are, fast forward, man. Uh, he is absolutely my biggest influence, even to this day now, we keep in contact we literally message on WhatsApp, bro. It's like messaging my like long lost father. It's, it's, it's fucking amazing. And then two, uh, as of late, a big inspiration is a guy named Mark the Messenger. Maybe yeah, I'm sure you've heard of him, right? Christian channel? Actually not, no. Maybe not. Okay, I'm after this podcast, the bro. Yeah. <laughs> after this podcast, yeah, Mark the Messenger, he is... Uh, he kind of explains Christianity again, again in a very palpable way to the audience. So I've learned a tremendous amount from him as the time is three 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 p.m. here, and uh, yeah. So I would say those are the two guys right now that I really look up to. But no, there have been many, many individuals. But after this, everyone watching this, Elliot Hulse, Mark the Messenger, and then David Hammond, bro, you'll be based, <laughs> you'll be set as a man. That that trio right there, man, you will slay a demon. So that's my answer. 
that's fantastic. And I'd also uh, take that advice to check out those two YouTubers because, as I mentioned, I, I haven't heard of them. Of course, I've heard of you, though, which is uh, why, we're, why we're doing this today. So you mentioned you, you, along, somewhere along the way you, you found that, that self-development in sort of when you were like 14, 15, and that progressed through into your later years of, of high school. That kind of coincided, I think, with your journey into weightlifting. Um, what did that teach Absolutely, you man. about yourself when you were first getting into that? Yeah, so great question. What I say to men, whether they're clients or just individuals, one of the first things you're going to do as a man in your self-development journey should be the weight room. You guys all got to lift, and that's because you can start today. It's essentially free. I don't know, 20 bucks a month, get a gym membership. Like, If you can't do that, again, if you're physically disabled, I understand, but if you're an able-bodied man, which is like 99.8% of individuals, that is the first demon you have to overcome. That's the first hurdle. If that cannot be done, like don't bother with self-development. Just go home, pack up your bags, go to bed. You're going to be useless as a man, right? So I started at 15 years old with fitness. And then the year after that, it then goes into, I would say, your mindset, right? So the five stages real quick of self-development. I'm sure you've noticed this too. This is kind of just looking back what I what I pictured was number one, fitness. After that, you then go to your mindset. So this could be psychology. This could be understanding women, just, you know, of the mind. Number three, it goes into spirituality, right? So at the time, it could be the quote-unquote law of attraction, the universe, understanding essentially something bigger than yourself. Like, wow, this world is more so, it's bigger than just myself, right? There has to be another component to it. And that brings us to phase number four. That's entrepreneurship. That is, okay, you know what? I have a pretty good base of who I am, my fitness, my mindset. I got the universe at my back. Let's make a name for myself. Let's make it happen, right? And so you crush that. And the fifth stage, what I what I call it is the legacy phase. So this is where it is solely about the mission. It's no longer just about, it's using everything you've gained and serving God. So it's put the first four together and it's just ejecting yourself forward. So yeah, at 15, I started with the first phase. I'm now about 25 and I'm on, I'm solely on the fifth phase, man. Not in, of course we repeat the cycle where we always work together with them, but um, it is solely about leaving your imprint to the world because death is a very real thing that a lot of people seem to forget. Um, you have no clue when you're going to die. I would I would argue that most men are going to die much sooner than they think. Not in some pessimistic way, but I believe this narrative of, you know, living to 90, 80 years old is is, is trapping a lot of men because they think, ah, you know, what's the point of doing ABCD if I still got 50, 60 years to my name? I'll do it later. And the reality is, you know, there's been studies on this. Uh, the biggest regrets of people dying were the things they did not do, right? Not what they did do. So a mindset I tell myself, which I know is a completely different side tangent, is as a tool for men, I want you to believe that you should retire or die by age 30. Um, that's something I've had in mind since I was a kid. By 28, I'm out of here. So if I don't achieve everything I need to, God's purpose, my mission, and leave your footprint in this earth by 28 you failed and if you're over 28 it's okay bump it to like 35 <laughs> just five years ahead of you right a few years and uh, it will make you hustle man it will make you move as a man and look if you live longer which is you know great you probably will fantastic then you got play money you got play time but this idea that you have as much time as you want save for retirement save 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 you're good you know life is here forever is bs that's that's the biggest load of crap i've ever heard in my life if you don't believe me i mean this whole quote unquote pandemic, like no one saw that coming. So I, you can't tell me that you can calculate what's going to happen because you don't know shit. And if there's one thing these past two years I've shown us is how finite things are and how the rug can get swept onto your feet when you're least expecting it. So please guys get right now, whether that's on mission, 
Really, that's all it comes down to. Get right with God. Get right on your mission, your purpose. Send it, man. Start that YouTube channel. Do that thing. Bro, do it now. You do not want to have a gun to your head, literally or metaphorically, and be like, dang, you know, I should have done that shit. Too late, buddy. Too late. I'm living with no regrets, and, and you guys shouldn't either, so. <laughs> Side answer. Noted. Yeah. H- huge, huge lessons there. Huge advice. And I think the the... The thing is, because you that all stemmed from weightlifting and going to the gym, is that that's that one thing, just you. It's like a solitude thing of it takes a long time to grow muscle. It takes consistency, dedication, uh, and the discipline to do that. And obviously that kind of permeates out through the rest of your endeavors, whether it's your business and things. And it's interesting you, you put that uh, deadline on, on the age of 28 as well uh, for yourself or, or wherever it is next five years. It's, it's almost like that, um, I think it's called Parkinson's Law, like the work will take the time that you allocate to it. So if you give yourself 20 years, it will take you 20 years to achieve it. Oh, sure. But if, sure. Yeah, but if you give yourself small time constraints, you, you'll be forced to figure out a way of doing it in that time. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. well said, man. I think for men too, just having more of a time crunch, it, it literally activates more of your brain. It just, you, you turn on more, right? I mean, think of it this way. I'm such an encourager, which I know a lot of people don't like, but of, of having a fire on your ass as a man, right? Guys, go do dangerous shit. And I don't mean go do reckless things. I'm not saying be stupid. Sorry, I thought the fire alarm was going off. I'm not saying be stupid, but you need fires on your asses. So maybe that's moving out. You know, I think that's a huge thing men should do. Maybe that's signing a lease here. Oh, but David, I don't, I mainly have money for the first six months. Then you figure it the fuck out. Okay. Like, you know, sign up for your first powerlifting competition, sign up for a bodybuilding competition, you know, like what you did, start a podcast. Oh, but David, I, I don't know the next steps. You'll figure it the fuck out. Men need this. And the reality is, is men are very smart creatures. Like we get such a bad rap in the media. Men are lethal. We are lethal. We are brilliant. We're very strong. We're logical. We're discerning. We have spiritual adherence. Like men are weapons, but you're taught to believe you're not like, bro, you (laughs) men can conquer so much stuff. It's insane. It's in you. It's all in you. And I mean, if you think about it, that's why men play these video games. That's why men watch anime. Men do all these things because they're just fragmented micro doses of masculinity and men love it like goku and all these guys where they go super saiyan and it hits every man to his core i mean you think of movies the the most sold out box movies right they're all geared towards men luke you know luke skywalker uh what what are popular movies i mean bro you turn on not woke degenerate netflix but you know big school movies lord of the rings right harry potter all these are the heroes called to adventure so they strike home for every single man and uh yeah i'm just telling you guys to send it accept your hero's call to adventure maybe that maybe that's this call you know check out zach watch my stuff go watch mark the messenger take it now buddy and tell yourself you have three to five years to live not in a depressing morbid way but in a way where it's like wow okay i got a whole checklist of stuff i gotta do let's bang it out right now oh but but what what about the care what i think bro i'm dead in three years i don't care what you think right like i really mean it you gotta not just bullshit yourself kind of like you know a biblical quote right god doesn't want you lukewarm you got to be all in bro if i die for this you die for it if you power lift and you tear a pack you injure yourself you do it not to be reckless but men come alive when there's a level of faith if there's no faith if there's no risk if there's no uncertainty you're not a man and the, the, the why i'm saying this is men have the courage men are built for this men are built to take risks you come alive bro i'll tell you this when and think about your life, right? When you've been in situations where like, you don't know the outcome, you bring out certain aspects of yourself that you didn't even know you had. You're like, wow, I, 
I really am more courageous than I thought, or I am a better speaker than I thought, or I can actually hold my ground better than I thought, but there has to be that level of, I don't know what's going on. And uh, yeah, that's my advice for, for you guys, even though you may have not, have, may not have asked. Take mm. it. <laughs> no, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling this energy from halfway across the world right now. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's such good stuff. And I think it's really speaking to that, that untapped potential that's within each, each person like it's just it's exciting if you can tap into that and access that and and pursue that and it's it's almost a shame it's a shame for yourself it's a shame for your loved ones and the world that you don't fully manifest that right so i think it's absolutely it's certainly the hero's call to adventure which i have definitely experienced um in, in recent years and it's it's for the better mm-hmm. so yeah so kind of grounding things a little bit back into your own journey then did a bit of research onto your youtube channel started it must have started a while before this but you had your first videos and for about a couple of years weren't getting too many views but it was on photography but it was it was when it really kicked off in sort of video november 2019 half a million views video on nofap yeah what's what (laughs) if if you don't mind like unpacking because i think this is a another huge thing for for men and also people in general I know there are some women that might be listening to this. What's your like personal journey with this like porn and masturbation and like what 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 do you think is so bad about it? Yeah, for sure. So yeah, it's a bit of disclosure for you guys. I've been on YouTube for like six, seven years now. In fact, there were actually like two hundred videos before those ones that I deleted. <laughs> fitness one. So I had multiple businesses. I've failed multiple businesses. I've adapted. I've tried. It was a fitness one, and then I went to photography, videography, and self developed is kind of like the third rendition of that. Um, yeah, so I made a no fan video. And that was the one that cracked and all in God's timing, right? It was perfect because then it snowballed after that. That's how self-developed was born. I kind of became known as that like no fab guy, <laughs> which is cool. You know, I, I didn't really ask for that, but I was like, okay, bet if this is what God wants, then cool. And then, yeah, I kind of adapt. So to answer your question, you said, what's the whole take with no fab? Yeah. I mean, look, man, being on self-development, right? I started at 15. I, the, one of the natural steps, like I said, is a no fab. And, and that, you know, you could say it's the third phase, second phase, whatever you want, but that was kind of the next demon to slay. And I was like, all right, well, I'm good at fitness. You know, I've tried, you know, fasting or waking up early, whatever, the, you know, whatever the checklist that you do. And NoFap was one of them that I was like, oh, I got to overcome this one. Okay, cool. So at 18, I, I, I tried it. I started it and it took me three years all the way to about, yeah, 2021 to finally get it to stick. And there were no YouTubers on NoFap. There weren't like tutorials on how to overcome it. I was just, I would try it and I would fail. And I would try this and I would fail. And then I would, I would literally like write notes, like a fucking scientist I was like, okay, this, I get triggered here. Don't do this. Okay, now try this. And it was a very natural process after three years. And by the time I had 21, I just, it, it, I rewired my brain enough. And that's why I tell men, like guys, it takes time. You know, you're not just going to stop cold turkey and be good for life. No, you've been fapping for what, 10, 15 years. What makes you think, one day is going to rewire 15 years of your brain. It takes time. So after the third year, it just clicked. And then I think, uh, yeah, it was, it was about a year later. Uh, and then I said, all right, guys, I've been on NoFap for a year. Here's what I've learned. And then it just cracked. Everyone was like, oh, cool. And I'm like, all right. And, you know, been on it ever since. This is such an initiatory act, every man. I mean, we, we can definitely go into this later in the call. But uh, semen attention, you know, this is the next step. I truly believe this is known as monk mode, right? So I was in a relationship for five years, just to give you guys context. And so I, I was, she helped tremendously because I, I was having sex, but I was not masturbating. And, uh, and then, yes, yeah, so that was about a five-year relationship, man. I was planning on marrying her and this is a whole different, uh, different topic. And then we split around seven months ago. And so I knew I was like, okay, number one, I'm not going to be hooking up with random chicks. I'm, I'm too far evolved for that. That's, you know, degenerate. And, uh, two, I was like, I'm not going to fap. So I guess by default, I'm on 
you know, hard mode, no fat, you know, retention. I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. So it's been around seven months and it started a whole revolution. I mean, this is a huge reason I've actually kind of popped now on, on Instagram because this monk mode wave, you know, the first wave, it was no fat. It's kind of come full circle. It's funny. It's just like no fat advance. You know, the real or the TikTok that went viral, you know, about a million views was do not approach women. And that's what monk mode is. Monk mode in its simplest forms, guys, is refraining. I mean, search up my Instagram if you guys don't know what this is, but refraining from the 3D matrix world, which is more or less effeminate, right? Just our gynocentric society, you know, pushing down every single agenda to you to essentially emasculate you. It's to temporarily just, you know, take yourself out of that and to sit alone, like literally be on monk mode, just like a monk in the hills and just chill. So no sex, you're full celibate, no dating, no smoking, drink, nothing, nothing. You're just getting right with God, work on your fitness, your business, entrepreneurship, what it is to be a man. That's the first pinnacle base. Like think before technology, these guys were chopping wood, carrying water. Like that was their life, you know? Yeah, they had a try, but like ain't no beating off the porn here or going to this club, no such thing, right? And that's how, that's why men were so strong. So it's been that for around seven, eight months, and I've just been documenting that on Instagram, and a lot of people are resonating with it. So then you can become righteous as a man, and I truly believe from that, God will then send you your wife when the time is right. I mean, even if you think of the first story of Adam and Eve, right? It's so funny. Like, everyone ignores this until I say this. They're just like, and again, you don't even have to get biblical, but here's just an example. When God created Adam first, he created Adam and said, tend to the garden. Do your work, buddy, right? Just don't eat from this tree. Do what's in front of you. And Adam was like, all right, bet. <laughs> and as Adam was working, just doing what was in front of him, chopping wood, carrying water, eventually God saw. He was like, you know what, Adam? You're kind of lonely. I'll create you an Eve. Boom, the next day, Eve, right? And Adam was like, oh, cool. This is amazing. But Adam wasn't searching for his eve adam was tending to the garden he was doing his work adam was on monk mode and eventually god saw fit he's like you know what adam you're eligible enough to have a helpmate boom so as men it's all backwards men are not doing what's in front of them they're not tending to the garden they're just out looking for their eve that's never how it is that's not how it worked that's why men are all beta and simpy and all loserish because you've been programmed by the matrix to just be effeminate to be losers men never did this bro men have always been the prize not in some misogynistic women are bad. Not at all. I love women. I was raised by a single mom, like I told you guys. I've seen firsthand and experienced what happens when a woman is single and when she's with a man, a leader. How much it changes her and kills her. All you strong, independent women that think, you know, I don't need no man. Let's just keep up that same energy in 10 years. Keep it up in five years. Let's see where it gets you. When that corporate world sucks you dry and you live with 10 cats and you're miserable I'm not saying you can't chase your career. Of course you can. You free will. No gun to your head. But I'm telling you from firsthand experience and research, search all this stuff up. You as a woman will be happiest when you are under the mantle of strong authority. Just like men, you and I, Zach, need to be under the strong authority of God. That's the hierarchy of life. It's not about being oppressive. That's, you know, when people say that, look, the only way that's oppressive is, is if the man does not have his mantle. So there's a lineage, God, man, woman, child. This is not because men are better than women. This is because this is the rank and responsibility. When shit hits the fan and a motherfucker comes to your house with a gun, or before this call, there's a little glitch. I had to fix some shit above. Is, am I going to do that? Or is my wife going to do that? I'm, I'm not even going to think. I'm going to get up. I'm going to fix the problem. And then it's going to be solved. Then I come back to Zach and I... I make the call. That's not because I'm, I'm, I'm better than her. That's because that's in my physiology. It's in my anatomy. Men are logical. Men are built like weapons. We are literally built like weapons. We don't have breasts. We have much less body fat. We're faster. We have bigger lung capacity. We can breathe more oxygen. 
higher testosterone men are built like weapons. So this whole idea that we have to somehow, like, it, it's all a plot, guys. And I don't have to say this. You all know this. This is common sense. If you don't think it is, then you're delusional. You you literally live under a rock. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. So monk mode in its simplest form is actually the least oppressive thing. It's becoming righteous as a man so you can take on a woman. You can offer her a strong authority, a mantle, so you can love and protect her. Right? I'm sure you know this. In the Bible, it says, women respect your men. Men love your wives. There's a reason they put that way. Right? Respect and love are very different. Respect moves upwards, love moves downwards. You love your puppy. I love my kids. I don't respect my kids. My kids don't pay my bills. You respect your father. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Very different. Men need hierarchy. Men need order. Men need lineage. This is how it always works. We live in a hierarchy. And for all you people who think we don't, that's, I don't know what to tell you. Look right? at the lobsters. Look at the lobsters. The, uh, yeah, the way they rank yeah. their own hierarchy based on serotonin, based on the more dominant lobsters winning the fights, is how they perceive yeah. themselves. Antidepressants work on lobsters to get them up. It's the exact same. The same serotonin in, our, in us is what regulates how we perceive ourselves amongst other people. And I think that, that speaks to the, the naturalness of a hierarchy. And one other thing as well, to kind of point and pick out from what you've said there, is I often speak to people about these, there's the two kind of theories of, you know, n nature, nurture, and like men and women's natural dynamics and the way that things are set up. And obviously modern society has gradually evolved and is now changing to try and homogenize gender and like flatten the curve and say everyone can do anything and everyone's equal completely. Right. And whilst everyone is equal, I think men and, men and women are made differently to maximize each other's strengths and weaknesses, right? And I think that's exactly what you're saying in terms of the man being at the hierarchy in terms of the, the leadership and the protection and the woman then being able to nurture and guide and care for, like... Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, if, if you think about it, okay, here's the reality, guys. This is, Nature is so beautifully programmed. You know, you can get as political as you want, you can have as many theories and thoughts as you want in your head, but at the end of the day, when shit hits the fan we revert back to our natural roles. And that's how we've evolved for billions of years. I mean, that's how we've made it this far. That's how we have every piece of technology we have. We have Zoom communication, microphones. We can think with new ideas. It's because there is a there's a hierarchy. We each serve our roles. Um, and this is an amazing thing. Men and women work beautiful together when properly ordained, beautifully together. This whole idea, and this is why I'm anti-red pill too. You know, I'm kind of an anti... And this is why people like my stuff so much because I've gone to get... I've kind of like carved my own path in a sense where I've just been, I've been red pill. I've been here. I've been that night. And you take out the pin, the, 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 the potholes, I should say, you know, the red pill community, if you guys are unaware is kind of, that's my community on YouTube. I'm, I'm ashamed to be in it. I'm with a bunch of losers. I call them out every single day. They hyper fixate on women and they kind of feed you this idea that all women are trash. They're for the streets. Don't talk to no women. And it's very sad because men, believe it or not, everything men do, believe it or not, is for women. It's for women. It's for children. Everything we do. Men kill themselves. Men go to war. I, I, there's a Call of Duty quote. It was, uh, men don't go to war because they hate what's in front of them. They go to war because they love what's behind them. That's fact. I'm not doing this because I hate you red pill guys. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm doing this because you're leading the people behind me astray. You're now telling them that all oh, women are bad, they should be single, it's fucking over men, it's screwing over children, it's degenerating our entire society. I don't have enemies in front of me. I could not care less. 
This is what men do. We fight for the individuals behind us. So yeah, men and women do amazing together. The reason women are hyper-masculine is because men have fallen, men have become feminine. This is our fault first as men. We both have error to fix, both men and women, but we as men have enabled this, right? I'm sure you've heard of the quote, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. So we are in the good times create weak men. Every single guy now is somehow, like it's so funny, bro. We're in the easiest times, but we're all oppressed somehow, right? We're somehow all victims, bro. Like it, it, do, it doesn't make sense. So yeah, we've created fake problems. And here's the reality too. This is a big reason there's so many social justice warriors because times are so easy. Men, no matter who you are as a man, you, you want to fight. Men all want to fight something. So what men have done is they've created fake problems to fight. That's all it is. Every social issue, 90% of them we're facing out, they're not real. They're fake delusional problems that we've created in our head because we want some sense of overcoming. So what do I say is overcome real challenges, raise a family, become financially stable, go compete in bodybuilding or powerlifting, like create some level of real challenge in your life. Now, of course, we're not as base as our fathers and grandfathers. We're not in war, you know, I hope to God, you know, I would hope we don't, I don't ever want to kill someone, man. I hope to God we don't get there. But, you know, so we are more pansy-ish than our, than our fathers. So we need to create, I don't want to say artificial challenges. But no, create create things bigger than yourself, man. Start the YouTube channel. Go move out. Go work a job that humbles you where like you don't know if you're going to make rent. These are real things. And the second you enter real problems, all these ideolog uh, ideologies fade. And this has been proven. Uh, there's no such thing as, I'm not going to say certain words, but a lot of these politically correct ideas in third world countries. No such thing. Why? Because they have real fucking problems. So if you actually study Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the first need is survival, right? The very top of the pyramid, so Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a human's kind of like checklist to survival, right? So once food is good, shelter, home, money, the very pinnacle are these ideologies. That is only suitable. It only happens when all these are checked off. The reason we have these ideas is because all these have been checked off for our whole lives. Mm -hmm. We're the first generation of snowflakes where that's been checked off forever. Our parents didn't have that. Our grandparents did not have that. We're the first generation of individuals where all of our things have been checked. We all have food. We all have shelter. We all have a place to sleep. That was not guaranteed for our, our parents. It was not. It was uncertain, right? They built the way for us now. So that's why we've created fake problems. And this has been proven. I would, I would say as a, more, as a more general point, it's the, the, the way that we always strive for meaning. We always need that meaning, that, that thing that's beyond us and that purpose. And as you're describing in the past, if you didn't go to work on the farm and build your roof over your head, you would either starve or die from being cold. Now yeah. those things are given that it's no longer necessary. The comfortable option is easier because we still have it programmed in us to seek comfort. Therefore, like you're saying, going to the gym, going monk mode, refraining, refraining from like the simple pleasures like fapping, those things are putting like almost voluntary discomfort in our lives. <laughs> And then creating something of meaning above us that then yes. satisfies that, I would say, biological need for that feeling of contributing, especially as men, right? Like building and creating and leading and that purpose, which is, which is God. Yeah, you know what? Let, let's speak about that real quick because this I want to clear up the air for some individuals. You know, why is it so important for men to create that level of purpose? Uh, why is it not as important for women? And this is a very simple, uh, very simple answer. 
Women's purposes are different than men. Women can have what? Children. Oh my gosh. Despite who tells you what? Women birth children. Okay. Men cannot. And the reason women understand this subconsciously, right? The DNA makeup of men and women, even just at a practical psychological level, remove the body, but just the way they, if I take a man and a woman, the way they think, let's say they've had the exact same influence, same parents, same school system, same TV shows, the way they think day and night. And the reason for this is because a woman subconsciously, even if she doesn't admit it, um, knows she is primed to have a child and she will mo more than likely have a child. Even if she thinks she doesn't want one, her body wants you. That's why you're here. So they understand I'm going to have a child and that's going to take me probably about the next 18 years of my life to raise this kid. And, and that's just one kid. I mean, you think about it now, right? A kid cannot fend for himself till he's at least, I would even say 24. Men don't move out till they're honestly in Canada. They don't move out. I'm in Canada. They don't move out till like they're 28. So a kid is at home till 28 years. So the mom has to take care of that kid for, let's say, 20 years. Let's play it conservative. 20 years. And that's if they have one kid. Most women, generally speaking throughout society, would have multiple. Let's say you have three kids. You got three kids that takes 20 years of your life from the age of 20, let's say, to 40, 45. And by the time 45 hits, usually you cannot have kids anymore. That's a woman's purpose. And she knows this subconsciously. And that's an amazing contribution. That's how we've evolved so far. Being a wife and a mother is one of the most noble things I can think of. If, if you tell me, yeah, David, what's the most attractive thing in a woman? It ain't her being a baddie or having a fat ass or ABCD. It's her being a loyal, loving mother and wife to her husband i i just came back from my mom's house a little while ago and just seeing you know how how caring she is oh david can i get you this like like how is this going how's business do you want to like it's the most amazing thing i cannot think of anything better i'm not looking for a woman to out earn me in career i don't i don't care about how many fucking degrees you have let me do that i'll fight the war i don't need another dude to fight the war i'm competing enough with men every day of my life i don't want to come home and compete with you right but again men have fallen so the reason i'm saying that is because men Men have this biological fight within them because they understand subconsciously, I can't have a kid. I need to create something else. So our mission is our child. There's your answer, guys. It's as simple as that. Our mission is our child as men. Women have literal children. Women are checked from birth. You know you're going to have kids. That's why women have it a lot easier in, in many ways. You know, I'm sorry to break to you. Women, they say women are born, men are made. Men aren't guaranteed shit. You don't know, Zach, or anyone watching this, that your mission, your child will be successful. You don't know that. A woman, for the most part, will, like, she, she knows, like, as long as I, you know, I, I take care of it. It's a lot of work. I'm not discrediting that at all. You have to be an amazing mother. It's not an easy thing. I can only imagine. But um, you will have a child. Men, and, and, and again, guys, I'm not, none of this is opinion, opinion piece. This is all study. You can search with the bell curve. Men are on the extremes. Women are in the middle. What that means is men are hobos rapist gang violence like the worst of the worst that's men but the best of the best that's men so and the reason i say that is men aren't you're not guaranteed it you can fail and be horrible a fucking loser hobo on the street bummy you know deaths that's nothing is guaranteed for men where i said women are in the middle mm -hmm. women are more guaranteed kind of like you get this and they know this this is not nothing i'm saying is sexist at all nothing so together they work beautifully men will fight for you and, and your child we will create that base. I had my girlfriend live with me. I said, you don't have to pay rent. You're chilling. But guess what? Modern feminism somehow tells them that that's bad. You get your own bag, girl. You know, you go chase your own career. Meanwhile, you, you could have lived here rent-free. I would have helped you with your side passions, business, and nurture. Like, I would provide a base for you. But again, feminism completely shits on itself. It does not make sense. It is a cancer. It's ruined everything. And there's a bigger plot behind it. It is not there to empower you as women. Do not get that mistaken. Do your own research before you just believe something blindly. 
So, anyways, different topic. Understood. No, no, yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you're, all of these ideas are so overflowing because it's so much of the work that you do and you share. Um, and it's interesting as well because I think, I, I think I'm definitely in favour of equality of opportunity for anyone to have access to, to pursue whatever they'd like. But equally, I think if people like lean into what their biological predisposition predispositions are then of course the as you're describing the the mother is the the nurturer staying at home and raising a family and creating that loving environment and the father is provider security and those are quite i suppose traditional gender roles but there are a reason why that's obviously worked for, for all of human history and i think it, it that's there so that we can lean into it and i appreciate not everyone will take that advice, but I think... Yeah, and, and that's fine. And, and let yeah. me just finish it here, too, because I know this is going to piss off a lot of people. I'm sure your viewers are not as, like, you know, the way they think that I am. They're more kind of, like, general, which is fine, guys. You know, you can hate me. No problem with that. This is a beautiful thing. I am for women and men. I'm not against women. Um, you can search all this stuff up, guys. I know you probably won't, but you can. Women have never been on more antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication than ever before. It's not working. It is, I'm not, this is not opinionated. It is not working. Women are miserable. And you realize that by 2028, 50% of women, five zero, will be single and childless. All of this is fact. We're entering a population collapse. Nothing I'm saying is opinionated. I don't care if you guys believe me or not. This is what it is. You can turn a blind eye and say, you know, that's not true. Wait, see where it takes you in five years. I'm trying to wake you up. Mm. You can be saved. You are loved. Men will take care of you, but... We have to build righteous men. So my job is to build righteous men because I get it, women, if you're watching this. You don't want a man. I get it. If I was a woman, I wouldn't want a loser-ass man either. They're all fucking losers. I get it. So what we need to do, or what our job, Zach and I, or at least me, is we're building up men again to become good husbands. That's what monk mode is. So we can take care of you and love you because believe it or not, women all want to be under a strong mantle. And and if you dig enough, they'll all admit it. They'll be like, yeah. You know, and so if they see a loser, like, I don't want him, but they see some... Tyrone Chad, who makes X amount of money, good-looking dude. They're like, yeah, yeah, I want to be with him. <laughs> I think there's, you, there's, there's a reason why we have these. Uh, why you ask most people the dynamics of the bedroom, right? Like, what what kind of roles do men and women play? And at that point, people will be honest in terms of you know being more submissive and being more dominant. Obviously, it doesn't apply in the same way outside of that, but it is very but similar in something terms too? of that. Guys, like I I, I know it's. <laughs> I can hit this from a thousand angles. And again, I'll digress because I know I'm probably triggering a lot of you guys, but um, 50 Shades of Grey, the book, sold out across the entire world. One of the best sold out books in the entire world, bought by women from every single color, every ethnicity, every race. What was that book about? You tell me you don't want to be dominated by a man. You don't want to be in a strong authority. Do not lie to me. You can think as much as you want politically, but the second shit hits the fan, it's real. Okay, so I'll, I'll digress there so you guys... Don't hate me that much, but shit needs to be said, man. <laughs> sure. No, I, I know. And I think it's it's because we have this, now we have this struggle these, in, in this modern culture of like what we deep down kind of know to be true, but we're sold this idea of like freedom and liberty and, and individualism as like a, a thing we can go and pursue. But actually, as you say, it's not making us happy. 50% of women no, it's not. It's are, not. Yeah. are childless it's at not 30. Working. And ultimately as you've described as well the ultimate purpose of life is, is procreation and, and building creating that safe environment for the next descendants so if we don't have that Ooh, that's dark. and women aren't having the children then what what can we do it's um, yeah there's it's a, just, we're entering a population collapse we're all going to yeah. go to shit the world's going to end in like five years so like you know but here's the reality right individual empowerment doesn't tell you this shit they don't tell you this stuff They'll just tell you what you want to hear, though. If you guys want more on this, follow my page. I'm not going to shove it down your throat anymore, but it's there. I'll help you out. I got you. 
both men and women. I love you both. Don't worry. Sure. Uh, just, just one thing to sort of summarize something I've just thought of now, which is just that that difference in the way that we approach this is I think a lot of the modern stuff is trying to appease and please the person in the short term and tell them like mm-hmm. nice little lies or try and be compassionate to them in the short term and just affirm whatever they are. Whereas I think you or I potentially would want to maybe present someone with the often bitter truth that helps them in the mm-hmm. long run, right? Like it, mm-hmm. it brings them back to truth and love. But love and truth isn't always a nice feeling in the moment Fact. because sometimes yep. we have to be confronted with that uncomfortable truth of, of where, if we're messing up in life or if we're pursuing the wrong path or if we think something about ourselves isn't true. I don't want, obviously, I don't want to go too, too, too political on that. Um, but I think as a general sure. thing, I think that's, sure. that's definitely the case. So, yeah. so we've spoken about the, the pillars of, of developing yourself a man, monk mode, gym. We've then spoken about how culture is making that difficult and the modern message that, that people were saying. So as a man, how do we approach dating? Yeah, great question. So yeah, it's very simple, guys. I offer you like the exact same answer every time when like the rest of my community tells you something. Like they lie to you too. They'll tell you a different thing based on who you are. You know, just to tickle your ears, right? This is all all prophesies. It's all in the Bible. Like you know, all, all people are going to tickle your ears, tell you what you want to hear. But then when shit hits the fan, they're like, oh, peace. You're on your own, buddy. You know, in fact, people like this telling you the truth. I love you the most. I love you more than the feminists. I love you more than the people who are lying to you. But of course, I'm painted as the enemy, right? Look at Jesus. They hated him for telling the truth. This is life, guys. Wake up, man or woman. Baby, you die for this. That's fine. You guys can get triggered. I don't care. Anyway, so to keep it nice, uh, what was the question you said? Yeah, what do you do if you're a man dating? Okay, yeah, so you don't fucking date. Dating culture is wrong. It's bad. It's horrible. That was a plot. All of this stuff was a plot. Birth control, all of it. And again, I'm not going to go too deep. I'll keep this podcast nice. But um, as a man, your only mission is to serve God. That's it. Bro, you're Adam. Tend to the fucking garden. Why are you looking for your Eve? Loser. Call men out, man. We have to bring back bullying and judgment. Men do very well when they get judged. Very well. And I trigger men. I do it on purpose. I'm very particular with my words and and I'll call them out because I know it lights a fire under ass as it does for me. Like when my coach in powerlifting says certain things, I'm like, you know what? Fuck her fine. I'll do it then. (laughs) This is just how we are. It's, it's healthy encouragement, but this is now seen as toxic masculinity, right? It's all a plot. It's it's the difference between someone saying you're just okay the way you are versus someone saying you're way less than you could be. It's like, it's like, come on, man. Like, you, you know, you could be doing so much better. You know, you should be attending to your garden and growing something. And what are you doing? You're chasing after that next bit of lust on a night out with a girl or even worse, jacking off in your room to, to people yeah. on a screen. So, so to answer your question, because I didn't give you the full answer. So yeah, essentially, number one, you get on monk mode. If you're a man and you're single, which 98% of you are single, the rest, let's say you're in relationships, they're probably loserish, degenerate relationships. You're not happy. She doesn't respect you. You guys are going to end in divorce. That's the reality. Um, so it's a lose-lose for both you guys, but especially the men. 90% of divorces are initiated by women. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyways, if you're a man and you're single, if you're in a relationship, I'm saying you're single now because you're probably in a bad relationship, okay? You're on monk mode. You're on full semen attention getting closer with God. That is the only thing you're doing now, tending to your garden, building up your fitness, your finances, your spiritual connection. You're becoming based as a man. And how, you say, David, how long has this happened? For as long as God sees fit. I don't know. Get used to that, buddy. You guys got to watch my YouTube channel. This is why views have gone down a lot because I get, I go very deep and, and men hate hearing the truth. They hate it. And one of my last videos I said is you'll be single for life. Get used to that. 
I may never have a wife. God may see fit that I might be single for life. And I fully accept that. Believe it or not, if I, if I need to die and be a martyr and be single to wake up the rest of men and help them, so be it. I'm dead in three years. I don't give a fuck. So be it. You guys got like, wake up this whole entitlement idea that like you find your Disney princess and you, it's all a lie. This is all BS. You know, you're going to be happily ever after. No, the only thing guaranteed to you, this was another video. I said, you're going to die alone. The only thing guaranteed to you is your mission. And that is enough. Thank God we are granted our mission as men. If we weren't granted a mission, okay, then I would be nihilistic. I would be the most cynical person you could think, but because God grants us a mission, baby, that's all we need. Matthew 6, 33, I think you're Christian, Zach. So something along the lines of build, chase God, build the kingdom and everything shall be added to you. Follow God, chase him and all of his greatness. Follow your mission, Adam, tend to the garden and everything shall be added to you. So if God sees fit, you get your wife, boom, you'll get one. Your friends, business opportunities, everything will be added to you. You don't need to worry about that. The only thing you do is you chase mission. So to answer your question, David, when's my next girl coming from? When is this? You're still a weak man. Just that, just that question alone. You're weak. The sentiment is faulty. There's mommy trauma. And I was there too. Believe me, guys. I get it. I'm no better than any of you. I'm just a couple steps ahead. Getting on monk mode changes the way your mind thinks. You hop back into your masculine frame. The reason you are addicted, I'll tell you this. If you're having casual sex with women you do not care about or you're fapping into porn, you are an addicted simp. I don't care how tough you think you are. I don't care how alpha you think you are. You are an addicted simp. Because I take that shit away from you. I receive thousands of DMs from some of the biggest, toughest guys you think you know crying to me. David, she left. I don't know what to do. Bullshit. Don't lie to me. Get on monk mode. Become righteous as a man. How do you know you're righteous? You no longer require things from this world. I may be single to the day I die. Bet. As long as I have God with me, I'm chilling. What is a woman going to offer me that's not ordained by God? Right? And vice versa. Same thing for you sisters. Just to hit it from a different angle here. If you're a woman, I, I advise the same thing. I get so many women reach out to me too. Guys, I, I you know, maybe you guys as viewers might be hating me. I get hundreds of women DM me, follow me. David, I love your content. Thank you so much. You've helped our relationship so much. You've helped me. What do I do? Yeah, no problem. You become, you're celibate. You, you focus on your chastity, your purity. As women, guys, you're born beautiful. You have everything you have inside you. Men don't. Men start at ground zero. We, we mean nothing. We're dirt. We're losers. Zach and I, when we were born, we're garbage. Nothing. You will not care about us. We start off like these motherfuckers. Women, on the other hand, you guys are born with everything. Beauty and purity. Hold on to that. Do not give that away. Stop sleeping around with random dudes, throwing away all your, your resource, your value. That is the worst thing you can do. Don't believe me? Search this shit up. But I'll keep it friendly on this podcast. Uh, but again, it's feeding into the same opposing views that we find ourselves in now with like, that, that sexual emancipation of like go and go and pursue your desires and go and hook up with random people as as you're describing, but I think it it speaks to that as well the things that men and women desire right like men desire and find attractive purity and femininity in yep. a woman generally speaking maybe not all men but then the same happens with women they desire security and a man of purpose and exactly as you're describing there we've got to get on that mission and that purpose and not focus on women when we're a quarter of the way there. Because like ex exactly as you said, I I've, I've been there when I've been chasing those things and it's, it's not been very good because I've realized afterwards I just wasn't ready or like, I just look at pictures of myself from a couple of years ago, like who would want to date him, you know? And, and even now I'm thinking I want to be the best partner I can for a woman. And I know I'm not that yet, but I'm on my way. Me too. 
Me too, man. And that's what guys seem to realize. They're like, I tell them like, look, buddy, I've been on my path for a decade. What makes you think you're ready? You've just begun. And again, people hate to hear the truth. This is the reality. You know, now let me make this clear too. So I'll get a big critique. David, you were in a relationship though for five years. I was, I believe God can send you helpmates at different times in your journey. Now it may not be your wife, but I believe like when my girlfriend was sent to me, the first we were dated for five years, the first three years, bro, thankfully I was based very young. So we met at 19. I've been on my path for about four years. I told her when she came in, I was like, yo, and by the way, I was nobody at that point, no YouTube channel, nothing. I was building, but like, those are the times where those are the videos you saw beforehand. I told her, I was like, look, girl, this is what I'm trying to do. This is the men I'm trying to help. I think you can be an amazing helpmate to this journey. Do you want to come along? Word for word, that's the shit I said on our first date. I'm not here to waste time. What are we going to do? Just fucking fart around and go eat food at places? Lose. I don't have time for that. Smart up, man. Men need this. And so she was an amazing helpmate. I supported her. She helped me the first three years. She would come out to photo journeys with me, be my model, help me as like a second camera person, come to the gym with me. It was great. That's properly ordained. And the relationship was amazing. And then around the fourth to fifth year, shit started to get rocky. Why? You can, you can paint the picture why. Feminism, career. Oh, you know, well, you know what? You don't actually need your man. Go chase this. And you know what the, the deciding factor was? The second she got her big girl job, she broke up with me right at that time. You guys realize the number one uh, indication of divorce. And again, this is statistics. So I'm, if you guys are married watching this, listen up because I'm going to save your marriage, whether you hate me or not. The number one sign of divorce is the woman out earning the man. And now I'm going to tell you why you may think, David, but that's not a bad thing. That's you go get it, girl, get the bag. You know, that's what we want. No, that's not what you want. Do you want to know why? Because biologically, when a man earns money, a man's initial impulse thought is not a good man. A strong man is not to save it, leave his girlfriend. Fuck you, girl. I'm, I'm keeping this for myself. No, men give men are generative. Where for a woman, the second she gets enough money, her first thought is, oh, fuck this guy. I'm out. I'm going for the bigger dog. Um, and this is known as hypergamy, right? So I'm not blaming anyone, but, but men date downwards, women date up. So men, if I'm like, if, I'll give you an example. I was with my girlfriend, no matter if I was broke or a millionaire, I would be with you. I'll support you my whole life. I love you. I was going to marry you. I was with you for five years. She saw me when I was nothing. And I, I moved out. I, 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 I had financial resource. I said, you can live with me. I didn't leave. I stayed the whole time. The second she gets her big girl job, peace, David, I'm fucking out. That's all I can tell you guys. So no, you should not have unlimited money, girl, because you don't know what to do with it. And you will run, you will leave. And you're going to find a dude who doesn't give a fuck about you. And now she's miserable. I, I you know, I hate to say it, but I, I just friend of a friend, see how things are. And baby, I'm chilling. My life has never been better. And I'm sad because I didn't break up with her. I was willing to ride out with you to the day I died. This is how men are. Men are loyal. Men love. We're generative. This is why there's a hierarchy and God's placed it that way because he realizes if I give, who do I give the million dollars to, man or woman? Give it to man because he'll disseminate it much more in a healthy way than a woman will. It's not that women are bad. You're not bad at all, but we're just built different. You know, I'm sorry, but just how it is. It's, it's really interesting um, hearing particularly the, the kind of helpmate thing with like the fact that she joined you on your purpose mm -hmm. and, and it's the man that has a purpose. It's I think it was my, my grandparents when I was asking them about how they first got together like 50 years ago. And it was literally that. She was like 18, he was like 22, and she just like stepped into his frame. He had a direction with his work and she just came, came along for the journey, raised, raised uh, my dad. And it's just, it's so crazy to hear that that was the norm when it worked. And yes, it had its problems, of course. But I think 
that's something to aspire to without being toxic. And I think that is the root of it. I mean, even, even in my own experiences, when things have gone right for me and when things have felt right, when I've been with um, girls in the past, I say girls as if it's been loads, <laughs> but what, what, like a couple, it, it's been when I've been on my purpose and someone has come into my life. It's like, oh, hello. Like, you know, they're almost approaching me rather than me going out and finding them. So that absolutely, I can speak from personal experience there as well. It's, it's so true. It's so true. That's how it works. Yep. And so I'm trying to sort of bring this all together and, and package this as, as advice as well for people that, that can be listening to this. So if someone is struggling, how should they begin to reframe themselves? If they're coming across yep. your work now and, and they previously thought the, the world's worldview, and obviously this is like cognitive dissonance right now, like all those yep. things being challenged. How do yeah. you step back from that gradually? Yep. Yeah, this is the real red pill. I'm the real red pill channel, not these other degenerates. Any person, remember this guy's watching this. I'm sorry I keep looking at the screen. Any dating coach that moves you further into the matrix, further with women, further into gushy, gushy effeminacy is lying to you and stealing your fucking money. Run away. You know it's right when they're pulling you out of the matrix. What am I doing? I'm telling you to sit at home, guy or girl. Get out of there. Get out of Babylon. Get out of the matrix. Leave. Get right with God. So to answer your question, if you're a man who's single, you guys know what to do. Get on monk mode. There's your answer. There's no if, ands, or buts. I'm not giving you guys another pill. There's your answer. Suck it up and take it or die. You want the fruit of the labor of everybody else? Go for it. Depressed, fat, overweight, no purpose, no drive. They have tits as a man, low test. Go do it. If you want that, go do it. I have no, no problem. This is what you got to realize too as men. You're not trying to save everybody. Most people, anyways, different topic. So yeah, great question. If you're in a relationship, what do you do? You do what I just said. Now, of course, you're not necessarily going to be on full monk mode. I do get a lot of guys saying this, but you're finding your masculine frame again. So you're creating time alone with guys. I had a client reach out of duty. He's like, I'm, I'm married. What do I do? And I was like, hey, well, you need guy time. You need time where you're by yourself. Go work out with men. He's like, but I work out with my wife. And I'm like, okay, grow the fuck up. Like, you're like, look, you got time with her at home. ABCD, go. Men need man time. Why? Because men, iron sharpens iron. You and I compete. Men compete. If I put you and I put you in a room, think of fighters. This is all proven, guys. Fighters don't live with their wives weeks or months before. They go in a training camp full of men. That's how men come alive. So either you're alone or you're with other competitive men, number one, okay? Um, what will begin to happen, because this is exactly what happened to me. You follow purpose and mission. You prioritize that above everything. You prioritize, prioritize God above your woman. Because without God and your mission, you can't support shit. You mean nothing. You're a loser and she's going to leave you. So don't look at me and tell me that's misogynistic. Grow up. This is how I support you so you can be on your phone and have all your happy advancements. Do you understand? Same with me. I'm <laughs> no different. I've got, right? We're entitled. We're all grown. Like this is the first generation of, of Snowflake. So we have to create mm. challenge. Anyways, where I'm going with this is one of two things is going to happen. And you want both. Both are good. In your, you're in a relationship. If you're a man single, you already know what the fuck to do. If you're a man in a relationship, you begin to get on that masculine purpose. You get closer with God, your mission. You become more like an arrow, more direct. You know where you're going. Either one, if this happens, great. Your woman is going to begin to submit to a feminine frame and realize, wow, you actually are the man I started dating. Because when a woman's attracted to you guys first start dating, you're doing everything I'm telling you. You're on mission. You're at the gym. You're, you're bold. You're courageous. And then you lose that frame. I was there too. I lost a little bit of it when I got in a relationship too. And then I realized, whoa, I gotta, I gotta smarten up, right? You've all, we've all been there. So you get back and she realizes, wow, you actually are that alpha motherfucker that I thought you were great. Now you're a teammate. She helps you. The dynamic is great. 
Masculinity and femininity, yin yang. That's how relationships work. That's how sexual attraction works. Okay. No relation. All I think like eighty percent of relationships are sexless. Sexless nowadays too. This is all. Search it up. Search up what the number is. Number two. This was my case. This is what might happen and probably will happen to fifty percent of you. She's not going to like the new mission, and she's not going to like that you've now put your mission above her because you were a simpy needy little boy you were her slave and you would do yes mommy what do you want just for sex yeah i'll do abc anything for you you were a loser your fault as a man not her fault your fault and now that you're prioritizing your mission to ultimately support her it's not to leave her boys and girls listening to this it's to love her and give her a fucking place to live rent free but somehow that's oppressive doesn't make any fucking sense feminism but whatever um she might leave and that's what happened in my case once I started really going deep in my purpose, it's like a, a bear cub, right? When you find the baby cub, he's so cute. The girlfriend wants to be with him. The parents love him. The second that motherfucker starts growing up and, and grows teeth and claws, now people don't really like him. That was my case. When I was 19, I was a cute little boy to them. Family loved me. Did when I hit around 23 and my shit started popping, cracking, I don't know if I like this guy anymore. And so they might leave you. And if they do, you let them the fuck go. And it's unfortunate if you guys are married, I would hope to God that's not the case. I would really hope to God it's not the case. And I would argue it's probably not. You know, I would hope as a man you've done more vetting before that. But if you're in a relationship like most people are, yeah, she might leave you. And as a man, you stay you stay 10 toes down. And you know what happens? You then get on monk mode like I told the first guy and your life goes like pop. It skyrockets. Not that I care merely about vanity metrics. The past month, I've gone up 40,000 followers, four zero. That's all God. That's all monk mode. My life, I've competed in powerlifting. I did better than I ever did before. Life keeps going up. And that's not because I'm being selfish or because I, ha ha, ex, women. Bitch, she broke up with me. I, this is nothing about his revenge. I'm not doing, I don't have time for that in my heart. This is what it is to be a man. And eventually you build yourself up to a point where God sees fit that he's going to send you your Eve. When? I couldn't tell you, buddy. And I don't care. Get used to being single for life. Because you might. I might. I don't care fine by me baby the fruit of the holy spirit i might bash this but it's like peace you know ease of mind wisdom and like knowledge or something but like it's peace this is a fruit of the holy spirit when you become close with god you're on monk mode if you guys aren't christian that's fine universe whatever name you want to give it you learn inner peace you're lethal as a man i'm no longer addicted i don't need drugs women partying i'm chilling i got god within me lethal there's your answer. Pay me a billion bucks. Now go fucking do it, boys. Run it up. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And the thing is, it's not just in the theoretical. This isn't something I'm just agreeing with because I think it's correct. Exactly what you're speaking out is exactly what I experienced probably around this time last year when I was just processing post-breakup. And I, st I, I felt like I was in the masculine frame, relatively speaking, for what a 20-year-old could be. And then came out of that, became complacent. She left me and then it gave me that drive and that purpose to like crack on. And all of those things have culminated to now this podcast, right? And it's like so much good has happened as a result of breaking up with her that is just so clear that I was lacking that, that monk mode and that purpose and the train tracks to, to pursue. And I think maybe people don't need a breakup for that, but people need a wake up and mm -hmm. uh, a bit of a, and I, and I suppose that's what you're providing is being a little bit more, or do you say fractious and a bit more um, aggressive with your tone because <clears throat> we live in this comfort and people need to be woken up to it. Yeah. And it is a harsh truth, as we've said. And I think one of the questions I was going to ask is like, do you think like before we even started talking was, do you think some of your message can almost 
uh, turn people away that would otherwise listen to you mm -hmm. because it's yep. too aggressive. Yeah, it is obviously like quite. I don't want to say extreme because it's not because it's just for me it makes sense. Yeah, but you it, know it, what I like mean. it's not. I hundred percent get it. Yeah, dude, look, the reality is is we've come so far from the truth that the truth now sounds extreme. Like this is the reality, guys. People think they're teaching you in schools that math is racist. Like, buddy, if you think this is extreme, oh, this is a slippery slope. But again, different topic. This is different podcast, guys. You're catching like the first layer of self-development. <laughs> it goes deep. You get a monk, but you start learning a lot about this shit. But anyways, yeah. So to answer your question, I want to be polarizing. I don't want you to fucking love me. Even my followers who are very loyal and they'll, they'll ride out. You know, the reality is, is to be a good leader, you have to be very indifferent. I don't care. And I know this sounds kind of bad and kind of mean, you guys need to understand that when you follow your path, you're going to lose a lot of things from this world. You may have some lovers. Jesus had some lovers. You know, prophets will have lovers. The reality, people aren't going to like you. That's fine. You're stoked to that. Do you love me or hate me? That doesn't matter. Truth is truth. It doesn't care about what you fucking feel about it. So to answer your question, if people are turned off, it's fine. It's okay. You'll come to it eventually. Not your time yet. Give it a year or two. You'll come and you'll thank me. God has to beat you up still. Right? Think of like a parent, right? Think of a father. This is how God works. This is how fathers work. Fathers tell their sons, hey, you know, don't do that. Watch out. Don't touch the stove. And the son's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll do it myself. And he touches it. He gets fucking burned. He's like, dang, I should have listened to dad. He was right. I shouldn't have done that. The dad has to let the son go touch the stove. Go, go fuck up. Go into the dating world. Go into the hookup culture. Do it. I'll see you in a client call in a year's time. You butt hurt and broken in my DMs. Hey, I'm not judging you. I was there. I guys, I know I kind of come across as a little like, facetious and kind of like you know this like arrogant kind of abc that's part of my act too you guys got to keep that in mind like i love all you guys as men I'm, I'm a very good at what i do this is this is a persona i put on a little bit i mean everything i say but i'm a very loving guy like i got you guys i will help you i know i come off as like brash and harsh but listen to my message i will help you i've been through more pain than i've been through every problem you guys have this is why i say it from experience i'm not doing this to hurt you women too i love you guys I, you have to listen to my heart. Don't just listen to what I say. But the if you intention. don't like it, it's fine. The intention. Yeah. But you'll come back to it. If you hate me as a girl, you'll come back in a year's time. I No, no problem. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, and one of the things that kind of leads off the back of the whole, like, is it too, is it too aggressive or fractious? Which obviously I, I, don't, I don't think so because it is waking people up. Is we, we do also have the, the problem of this um, rising mental health um, and it's become this thing amongst men of speaking up, being vulnerable. And obviously, I'm sure you'd appreciate there's a time and a place for that with, within brotherhood. But where are you approaching that from? Because a lot of this thing is being almost, as I see it, overly blubbering and emotional, especially to women. Like, what do you think yeah. men should do with like their, their mental health if, it, if it's struggling yeah. from, from various things? Great question. So men's mental health. Yeah, it's, uh, again, this is all statistic guys. Like don't think I may say some brash stuff like kind of out there. I, you bet your ass I've done my research and I can back it up. So don't just think I'm, this is opinionated. No, it's not. Men's suicide rate is three to four times higher than women. Men are struggling hard, very hard. And it's because of everything I've told you men, like I said, we'll bring it back to the mission. Men understand subconsciously. I don't care what background you are. I don't care how old you are. Men know I have a mission greater than me and I have to fill that. That's my metaphorical child. If a man does not do that, he will be miserable. 
There's your answer. Why is men's mental health shit? Because you're stuck in the matrix and you've forgotten what your mission is. So what our society tries to do, and I'm not blaming them because, you know, we've advanced a long way and it's, it's offered a lot of men a lot of great things. You know, they'll fill it with like a nine to five or an artificial job, which I'm not even saying are bad. If you want to work a nine to five and you, you find joy and peace in it and you're serving your community, dude, all it to you, buddy. Like, I'm not, I'm not lying. Like all it to you, you do not have to be an entrepreneur. You do not. Trust me. You do not. I would recommend the majority. You don't. Okay. So yeah, that's it. And, but if you don't find that, if you're in a job that you don't like, maybe it's college, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And you're feeling that yearning, that call within God just pulling you to do something else. Brett, buddy, you'll be miserable. Your dreams don't die. Like they never fade. So you'll just die on your deathbed and they'll still be there. It's just like this, like nagging, pulsing. It's like when you have a headache, your dreams never go away. Like the headache will keep being there. Until you alleviate it, until you go to it, take the Advil, you know, do what you need. It's it never leaves, never. We know this. People on the deathbed. What are the biggest regrets? The things I did not do. So there's your answer. Where women? Why is their mental health so much better? Because they have their mission. It's built into them. You know you're gonna have a child, and even if you postpone it, and you pretend you're not going to. Which, actually, funny fact, you're saying that that's the equivalent to a woman getting her headache. Women now, they're twenty. I don't need no man, boss, bitch. Don't need no kid. That's fine now. It's okay. You, you have a mental alleviation. The headache is being masked. You hit 30 years old, 35 years old, 40 years old, 50, 60, and it keeps getting worse. You keep getting older. That headache never leaves. Now you're, you're single. You have no children. You're alone. And you have a bunch of cats. You'll, you'll hate yourself. Women have never, women have never been on more anti-anxiety and depressant medication than ever before. So men's suicide rate is never higher. Women have never been on more anti-anxiety and depression. Why? Because you guys are pretending to be the other person. Like, what, what the fuck am I supposed to tell you guys? You know, and, and I understand, women, it doesn't sound sexy. You, you, you want me to submit? I don't need no man. Submit to a strong authority. And what is what is that word? Because even that word gets weaponized. You have to understand, our society weaponizes words. It does it on purpose to fuck you up. Because now when you hear submit, you think, like, slave. That's horrible. I don't want to do that. I get it. It's, it's a weaponized word. You think of toxic masculinity. It's a weaponized word. All these words, the the people up top have, have flipped things. You check the dictionary. They're changing words every single day. Anyways, though, when you as a woman, I want you just to breathe into your body right now and think about this. Think of like your father. When you have a strong man who genuinely loves you and wants the best for you and will fight tooth and nail to protect you so you can live a good life, work on your passions, your hobbies, your creative endeavors, be in your feminine frame, be joyful and laughing. You're telling me that you don't want that. That's what it is. It's nothing oppressive. It's not tyrannical. It's not that he's going to hurt you. No. I was with my girlfriend for five years. I was willing to marry her. I had tons of women hit me up. I'd go to a gym with tons of attractive women. And she was underweight too. Like she had like, she was not, she was beautiful. But like to the outside world, she wasn't like, you know, oh, she's a baddie 10 out of 10. But I would stay with her the entire fucking time. Right? You can live with me rent free. She wanted to do nutrition and YouTube. I'll help you with that. I'll help with your side business. And you're telling me that that's oppressive. If you believe that as a man or a woman, you're an idiot. And I want nothing to do with you. I don't know what else to tell you. Sucks. Go live in misery. Not my problem. My hands are clean. I did what I could. So there's my answer. So very much, very much take it or leave it. But one of the things I actually wanted to pick up on, and this might be, this might take in a different direction. And I appreciate we're sensitive to time. But I, as a bit of a for research, I discovered you also have like a you do like podcast recordings and things. And uh, I was listening to one of them, and you said there's no such thing as veganism, and veganism veganism is a scam for like weakened men. Um, yeah. Funny enough, I've actually been vegan for like seven years. So I wanted okay. to I wanted to understand from your perspective 
whether you see veganism as like part of this matrix thing with soy making men effeminate. Sure. Is that sure. the Great kind question. of angle you're coming at it from? Yeah. So this is a very different topic to, to finish it off there. I am number one. I'm not a vegan or nutritionist expert, but I'll absolutely give you my opinions. I was vegan for seven months in the past. I'll, I'll speak from experience and, and from what I know, and I'll give you some good resources who know a lot more on this information than I do. I think, I think you follow him. Maybe not. Uh, Carnivore Aurelius. I want you to follow him, right? So essentially, I believe personally, I do not think as a man in your 20s or just men period, I do not think veganism is an optimal diet. I think it can help. I think, I'll tell you what, I think the reason people are vegan is merely for the moral application. I, I, I can't, and maybe again, you can disagree with me on this, let me speak from experience. When I went vegan the first few months, I felt great. I felt amazing, right? And I believe that's because you're eating more whole foods, uh, much more micronutrient intake through vegetables, et cetera, et cetera. But after on the fifth to sixth month, and I wasn't full vegan, I was still eating fish and I think even egg whites. I began to feel very, like I lacked frame. I lacked base to me. I almost felt like my nuts got chopped off. And this is not a shot to you. I'm just telling you my experience. Like I, I, I felt kind of like I was floating, airy-fairy. And when I began to slowly introduce meat back into my life, whether that, uh, it was, first it was white meat, then it was red meat. And as I learn more on red meat, I realize how much of a frame it offers me. I truly do believe there is a correlation between red meat. And look, man, I understand the ethics with it are, that's a complete different topic as far as how they kill animals, et cetera, et cetera. But as far as just like it being the most optimal diet, I think it's a plot. I think it's an, a massive plot. Um, what they did, and again, dude, like, I'm not, like, extremely, this is a very different topic, but if you think of slaves, they took away meat from them. Like, whenever they, whenever they were having people who were poor, they would just give them fruits and, not even fruits, just vegetables, potatoes, a little bit of this. Meat was always for higher-ups. And, I mean, if you think about it now, they're removing meat from everyone's diet. Their prices of meat are going up. They want you to start eating bugs. I think if you begin to align the pieces together, it's it doesn't make sense. Like... It seems a little fishy to me. Would I ever go vegan? Personally, I would not. I was vegan for seven months. Was I doing it wrong? Maybe. Maybe I wasn't doing it perfectly. But I think if you have access to meat, like, I just think you got to get rid of, like, the moral cons. I, I, like, I think that's why men do it, because it's just moral. You know, I don't want to kill animals. Let me ask you, like, why, why do you do it, if you don't mind me asking? There is a strong... I think the reason why now is, is definitely the moral com compulsion is the fact that it's uh, kind of imposing unnecessary suffering on a... Right, and, and the, the distinction is the fact that it's unnecessary because there's no nutrient that you can't get from veganism. Um, therefore, it's unnecessary suffering on a being that doesn't didn't want that suffering to happen. Obviously, like on their level of whatever existence they exist, they still feel pain, they still feel happiness, and so I feel it's almost like it feeds into that responsibility as a man to defend those that can't defend themselves because they, they are innocent, right? They've not done anything to deserve it, and so sure. I. I, they're, they're, I, did, I only wanted to bring this up briefly because I know it's a whole. It could be a whole debate in yeah. itself. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was more because I subscribe to a lot of the things that you're sharing and the whole kind of community online. People like Masculine Revival and all of these pages that exist. But the the line I draw is is that veganism. I don't like it being clumped in with the other things because I I feel like I've got a very robust and logical understanding of it that I've developed over my lifetime, which. Well, I say in my lifetime, you know, last few years, which I just don't see as coherent, really. Yeah, but. 
yeah, I think this whole idea of like, you know, you can get all your vitamins and minerals through plants. I think that's bullshit. I think on paper, that's what they tell you. And because like you can, but like even just like grades of vitamins and minerals and like, the, look, man, again, on paper, I'm probably going to lose this, but just through my experience through doing it through seeing other men do it once they've gone vegan, once they stop, like just the way they look, their teeth, their, 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 their testosterone, like everything about it, you know, but again, bro, I could be wrong. I, I think it it's the diet? people, I think it's the people do it wrong. Right. And I think what, what we can both agree on is that processed to any, uh, eliminating or processed to any extreme is probably not a good idea. So you have the people that do um, like full carnivore and sure that might alleviate right. some things, but that's because they're eliminating. It's not because the, the only eating meat is a good thing. As far as like the moral concept goes, I just wanted to, this is just my take. And again, maybe this is just to cope. I just, I don't agree with the idea that like we're the same as animals. And I know that's going to sound very bad, like very mean. I, no, think I, that, I agree. I know, yeah, like for me, it's always like there is a totem pole. Animals don't create inventions. Like you are not the same as me. Is it unfortunate the way they die? Absolutely it is. But like that's life. Like there's always going to be people above. There's people above me that abuse us. There are elites above us that treat us like animals. You don't see me like you You got to you got to know where you're at and use what you have. So, yeah, I agree, man. It sucks. I would hate to be an animal. You know, is that right? No, but like you're an animal. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you. Like you're, you're not a fucking human. Like, it's just, I think I'm above you as an animal. And I know that's going to trigger so many vegans, but <laughs> there are, like, there's a reason animals don't create fucking Zoom calls. I'm sorry, you don't have the intellect. Like, you are inferior by that logic. But again, that's completely debatable. I'm not saying that's Sure, I mean, you, you could true. even say that within humans, right? Like, a disabled human Absolutely. is wasn't is capable, but they're still, like, worthy of moral consideration. But yeah, again. As far as uh, them being on maybe the I, Maybe I shouldn't stuff, have, right? um, maybe I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, no, that's, well, bro, that's an interesting thing seven, to yeah i i get it like you you should rebuttal man i'm happy you said that because like yeah you should definitely challenge people who, who don't agree with it i i am not ask me in a year i'm not well equipped enough to know exactly why i have some sources i have my opinions i can give you some sources why but i'm not your guy right now i have not sure. been anti-vegan for seven years to like know every <laughs> i just have my experience but uh no i respect that dude that's why if it works for you then run it then ignore everybody else and fucking run it but maybe Maybe as an experiment, maybe just try to eat meat for like six months. I, mean, I don't know if that like breaks the streak or whatever, but like, <laughs> no. I guess you wouldn't, right? Yeah, I guess you couldn't. No, I wouldn't just purely because the the way I the way I frame it and the way I view it is, you know, it's, it's like a it's like eating eating something that I know doesn't want to be eaten. For, sure, no, for I get, something I, get. Nice no, I respect. It. It. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't I don't dwell on that too much, but yeah, no, an no interesting problem, discussion. Dude. Maybe maybe for. Another different day infinite time yeah yeah so bringing things to a close I'm, I'm i'm time sensitive out of all the advice that you've given and i appreciate you probably already have broken it down somewhere along the conversation but what action or advice would you recommend someone having listened to this and i'm gonna say it's someone who maybe doesn't really agree or someone that is maybe offended or triggered with what you've said what would you say to them to try and get them on the side to try and at least expose themselves to the information that you present absolutely I think as men, we have to, and this is with all areas, and this is why it also, you know, this is why we think differently in many, many realms. You have to experience it. You got to go through it. As a man, I want you to go through your hookup culture phase. I was there. I want you to go through your breakup phase. I want you to try monk mode. I just want you to try a bunch of these options and, and see what works for you. Just like with a diet, like veganism literally might work better for you. Then that's fine. Then you run it. And if that's what you truly believe, and you stick with it. So it vice versa. If you believe as a man, because some men do believe me, my industry 
they all believe, you know, if you should keep hooking up and dating women and that's genuinely working for you, then that's fine. I'm not here to convince you guys anymore. This is just what I've done. This is the path God's put me on. But um, I would really recommend it. Try it out. If you come to realize that it's beneficial to your life, I am more than welcome with open arms to take you in. You can follow my Instagram. You can follow my YouTube. We go deep. Is this the be-all, end-all, only way to live? No, of course not. Do I think it's a good way to live? From what I know so far, I do. So that's my advice. Try it all. Try it all, man. Eat everything and see what you like, what you don't like, and you'll come to your realization. As as I have done as well in my own life, and interestingly, some of the peers that I used to disagree with gradually are converging and saying, oh, Zach, maybe you were right about that when I was like 18. It's like, yeah, funny funny that. Like, <laughs> it is it is correct. And so, yeah, speaking of people people finding you, if we haven't already mentioned that, where can people do that? Yeah, 100%, guys. So on YouTube, everything's David Hammond. YouTube is David Hammond. Instagram is I'm David Hammond. So the letter's like M because you can't put apostrophe. So M, David Hammond, and then same with TikTok. Um, yeah, I would say YouTube and Instagram, man. Find that. You'll learn a ton. And if you want to know more, yeah, just start there. Shoot me a DM. As long as you're not crying and saying, David, my girlfriend loves me. Because I'm not going to answer that. Like, I've already answered that through my reels, you know? So there you go. I think... Uh... I think even if you're listening to this and you've found this challenging to listen to, I would just say to to dig deep and to understand why and the intention and the, the perspective that we're coming at this from. Uh, I think I've I've learned this through personal experience. I'm still processing and working through certain things, but I think this general this general worldview is one that I believe to be correct. I believe it's biblical uh, at, at its core, and I think that if we align ourselves with it, then we are more happy and more living as as we are almost biologically and and god uh meant to so yeah thank you very much for your time i really really appreciate it i hope this has been really really valuable for the people who are on this train and not too triggering for the people who aren't but regardless i think it's been a really really good episode there's been some good good truth bombs dropped and uh again i I know you're on your mission i know you're a busy man and i really really appreciate your time so yeah absolutely cheers